Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Well, if you know me, you know I love a challenge, and we keep bringing challenges to the table because we're trying to bring you this radio show each and every weekday, year-round, except for I also need to go out and be the journalist that I love to be and I pursue the stories that I love to chase down. And we're going back to Texas for the second time in a month. Excited to be doing it. Welcome in. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them at the corner of Stevens and Mount. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. If you're looking at an empty radio studio, have no fear. It's because I am on a plane to Texas. I might be in Vegas. I might be in the air on the way from Vegas to Texas. Who knows? Depends on what the uh, weather holds but we uh, wanted to have a one last nuance now before the FCS National Championship game between Montana State and North Dakota State. The Bobcats into the national title game for the first time since 1984. North Dakota State, their ninth national championship appearance since 2011. They are gunning for their ninth title in the last 10 years. Want to listen to the show, stream the show, your mobile devices, your tablets, your computers, your laptops, your cell phones, whatever. Visit our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. There you'll find the stream. 
want to be a part of the show, you want to call us, text us, 406-888-1029. What do you think of the Montana State Bobcats going to the national championship? Who do you think is going to win, MSU or NDSU? What's your picks for Monday, Georgia and Alabama? Whatever else you want to talk about, call us, text us, 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, you can always check out our YouTube channel as well. Ton to get to today. Snowy, 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 as you can tell. And that means great conditions for the ski hill. Right now, Lost Trail, Powder Mountain, they are 100% open. They have more powder than they maybe have had in a decade plus. This snowstorm is amazing, especially if you're a skier. The conditions are great, and there's plenty of more powder in store. You want your kids to learn how to rip? If so, Lost Trail has great ski and snowboard programs. Their all-mountain program starts this Saturday. That's tomorrow. Lost Trail, they have programs that focus on safety with smaller groups based on age and ability level to get your kids signed up. And for more information on all things, whether it's trail conditions or you want to buy tickets ahead of time, want to look into lessons, whatever, just go to LostTrail.com. Lost Trail, go for the snow. We have all sorts of cool guests coming up for you here on Nuanas Now. Get them kicked off by a guy who's been to Frisco three times, but never as a head coach and never as the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. It's MSU first-year head coach Brent Vegan. He's done a tremendous job in leading Montana State to this point. MSU, like I said, into the title game for the first time in almost 40 years. Vegan was the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State, which is also his alma mater. In 2011, 2012, and 2013, the first three-peat of this epic run for NDSU. So he's been here. He knows what the logistics are like. But Montana State, most of their players, most of their coaches have never been here. So what sort of factor does that play? We'll also hear from Matt Entz, the head coach for the North Dakota State Bison. He is uh, off to quite a start in his head coaching career. Went undefeated year one back in 2019 when Trey Lance at the helm, who, oh, by the way, is now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Then in the spring season, North Dakota State mitigated it quite a bit. He talked a little bit about that mitigation they went 7-3, and three, which seemed like a, a mortal outing for a team that's only lost nine games previously in the last 10 years before that spring season. But now here they are with just one loss, the two seed, and they're gunning for their 40th, that's right, 40th playoff victory since this run began back in 2011. So we'll hear from Coach Entz here in just about, oh, I don't know, half an hour. Also, we're going to hear from a couple of the uh, key leaders So the Montana State Bobcats. we got some of the best Sound bites from guys like Troy Anderson and Tommy Malott, Lance McCutcheon. We're also going to hear from Lewis Kidd. So just sort of a mashup of some of the best sound bites from some of MSU's best leaders. Hour number two, Brooks Nuana at SkylineSportsMT.com, my business partner, our lead photographer, and our content manager there at Skyline Sports, and our go-to insider when it comes to the Big Sky Conference. We'll break down all of the different factors of this matchup on Saturday in Frisco. And then about 5.30, we're going to hear from Dan Davies, Associate Athletic Director for Montana State, and a guy who is a sort of a living history book when it comes to Bobcat football. He played on the 76 National Championship team. He was a coach on the 1984 National Championship team. He's worked in radio as either the color commentator or sideline reporter for Bobcat football games for the better part of the last 30 years, and he just retired from his post as the Associate Athletic Director at Montana State. This will be his last official work outing, so pretty cool for him, a guy that's taught me a great deal in my career and just one of the best guys out there. He's so nice and kind, always willing to help, so we'll look forward to hearing from Dan Davies. 
from Montana State about 5.30 as well. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I caught up with Brent Vegan. Uh, a little look behind the court curtain, not to bore you with all the logistical changes, but we had a media opportunity on Monday in December, a couple days after MSU beat South Dakota State 31-14. Then, then the NCAA moved to all virtual media, and so on one hand, that made it so that we had all sorts of access to all these guys on Zooms. On the other hand, they were all these group interviews with like 40 media people on there, so it was a little bit chaotic. So I recorded this interview just two days after Montana State defeated South Dakota State to punch this ticket to Frisco. So here's my conversation from Brent Vegan at the beginning of the three weeks leading up to the national championship game. Montana State head coach Brent Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's all football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana. If you are listening to this, you're listening to it on the eve of the FCS national championship game. Montana State, North Dakota State, Frisco, Texas. But we're recording this just a few days after Montana State's semifinal victory over South Dakota State. The first semifinal win by the Bobcats in 37 years. 31-17, a second half shutout by the defense. And coach, before we get into the ins and outs of the game that was on Saturday... I mean, what a moment in time. I've been doing this for a while now. This is the first time as a full-time reporter I've covered a team that's going to the national championship. And I know the state is just a buzz. People are just going crazy for the Bobcats. And talking about the Bobcats, the level of exposure is just amazing. So what have you thought of just the, the fanfare and all the energy that exists in Montana right now coming off that victory? Well, it's, uh, it's truly unbelievable. And, and I know um, I've probably just hit the tip of the iceberg I, I you know the the electricity in that stadium on saturday as far as my career was right up there with any any game i've ever been a part of um you know i would imagine that electricity uh, carried deep into the night here in bozeman and then across the state i, I think um, you know bobcat fans from every every corner of montana um should be proud of this team and you know i know trying to find a way down to frisco is uh is hard to do not maybe not finding a way down to frisco but finding a ticket into the game that's a good problem i guess to have that uh, we have so many great supporters and you know um i think for our for our guys whether they're from montana or not you know i think there's a great sense of pride in bringing this program uh, back to a place it hasn't been uh, since 1984 and you know uh, we aim to to finish the deal it's you know not just about making it there it's about winning it and you know, we got a lot of preparation against a great program here ahead of us but and our guys certainly did uh i think enjoy the moment not only as the game unfolded on saturday but but throughout the weekend i've been thinking about so many different elements of this game but one thing that really struck me was just the dichotomy of the fact that you have won semifinals games before you've had this experience of going to the national championship before but never at montana state in montana as a head coach so i mean what's that dichotomy like what's this feel like compared to how it has in the past well in a different role and you know that part of that build at ndsu and it was you know i think the, the time before the three championships we won and was led to now you know eight going on a ninth trip to to frisco that wasn't that wasn't easy times we went through some growing pains for sure to get to that point so i guess to, to come here and you know pick up um a program that had been uh been to the semifinals and, and lay out a vision to our guys our, our guys who are very determined to to get back to the semifinals and take it another step um, um, and kind of see that through. I think that's the you know that's such the, the the difference piece to it that this is all stuff for me at least being part of it that's happening within a calendar year. I know for our guys and their journey here, um, some of them are in their sixth year. 
it's been it's much been longer than that but to, to see the joy you know amongst our team to see the joy um amongst our fans um and you know like i said before to be in a place that bobcat football hasn't been in a long time i, I think it's it's very rewarding on a whole different level than um you know that experience back to ndsu i mean that was rewarding in its own right it was my alma mater i kind of seen a, a lot of things before we got to that point but this is this is on a different level for sure Amandre Williams mentioned in the post-game press conference that it's the don't flinch mentality. When you do get hit in the mouth, when you do experience hurdles and adversity, which you guys have had almost endless this last month, but you just kept knocking them down. I mean, it's easy to say it, but it's it's hard to do it, right? I mean, what have you thought of these guys and their ability to bounce back no matter what's in their way? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been remarkable. I, I think the uh, yeah, it's one thing to say it, but I but I think the belief in each other is what drives us forward. Um, and you, you keep reminding the guys of it. I think they keep telling each other, you know, the, the same thing. And when you when you believe in what you're doing, um, you believe in how you're doing it, and then you believe in one another. You know, you should be able to overcome some things. You know, you should be able to overcome um, a loss like we had at the end of the season, Um, you know, giving up 17 points in the first half and running into that locker room tied up 17 to 17 on Saturday. You know, I I think um, there's just that collective belief in one another right now in what we're doing, and we're going to do it as as well as we can, prepare as hard as we can, and and then, you know, let it all play out on on each one of these Saturdays. So, and and I would guess as we click off each one of these wins the last three weeks you know that belief becomes even stronger I mean that's that's the neat part about where we're at right now and you know for Amandre to be able to articulate that I think that's a testament to his leadership and you know our leaders on this team. Brent Vegan joining us Montana State head football coach here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and for us coach it's been so unique this season covering your team and a lot of teams are across the big sky and across the country because, like you say, there are some guys that have been in college for five, six years. I mean, these guys, you got several guys on your team that are engaged or married, guys that have kids. So it's a totally different group because they're so mature and so much older. So from a coaching perspective and an educator perspective, what's it been like to be around just older guys like that? Well, you know, you come in a situation with um... – a uh, core group of guys that uh, you know it was easy to see why they were that they were still here a and I guess b how they were able to withstand all that had been thrown their way in 2020 and then January of 21. I think getting to know them, they were, they were very driven and very principled. Um, you know, and we have this kind of unique team where we have a lot of guys nearing the end, but we have a lot of new guys too. Right. And, and that's, uh, you know, it's been neat to see our, you know, our newer guys, you know, the first and second year guys, you know, really follow that lead. And, and, and in a, if you're looking for consistency in a program, because that's what you want, you want your, your program to be able to withstand um, graduation and, and who are the next guys up. I mean, it, it takes, it takes that, you know, I guess that collective synergy and, and um, you know, and then before you know it, these young guys on this team are the old guys and there's a new crop coming in and they just continue to pass along. Hey, this is how we do it here. This is how it's done. And, and you know, I know that's what's occurred in Fargo for a long, long time. And I think, you know, I could sense that we had, we had the foundation for that with this group. And, you know, it's, it's obviously been great to see it uh, play out, you know, uh, going back to February. Well, so much of that has been passed down 
prior to, to you guys and your staff at survival there as well. But I mean, what's the process like when it comes to sharpening that? Because it seems like you guys have sharpened it so much, particularly the belief in winning, but also like everything else you're talking about, just the work ethic and, and details and all that sort of thing. I think, you know, changing a process a little bit, um, you know, I think Coach Choate laid down a great foundation. Um, I could sense, and I said it a lot when I got the job, I think we, you know, there's foundations of football that we see very similarly. And, and you know, we chose to go the different directions schematic-wise, and that's part of it. But it's, you know, I think we, we've practiced differently. Um, we, you know, I think ran our summer uh, program a little differently and and you know it's just about getting guys um, ready faster um, having them be you know ready for you know a, a 14 15 game season uh, and that's a lot of the you know what coach Heron has been able to to do through the months of June and in July and then how we practiced in August set, our, set us up for guys to be able to to step in um, and I think Ryland Ord is such a great example of of a guy just being ready to go when his number was called you know Ryland had a ton of reps in the fall and the spring, or the spring and the fall, however you want to look at it, did really well with that. And, and had a ton of game reps he got in at the end of some of those early games and did well. But as far as meaningful reps, you know, his first meaningful reps really came down in Sam Houston. His first start came in the semifinals, and he's a really good example of maybe a little bit of shift in just, um, you know, how we how our process, how our process is working now. And, and you know, you take a little change and tweak to the process on top of the foundation that was already here. You know, I'm not terribly surprised we're in this position. Brett Vegan here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And Coach, one of my uh, co-hosts, my co-host on Mondays, is a guy who was an offensive coordinator in the NFL for about 25 years, maybe 27 years. But regardless... He he hosts a quarterback camp each summer uh, with high school kids, and he worked with Tommy Malott back in the day, and he's been asking me throughout the fall, how's the Malott kid doing? Is he coming along? And I think it's been so fascinating to watch Tommy's development from what he was in the spring, which was an obviously very talented athlete, but a guy that was the, the finer details of playing quarterback were eluding him, to now this kid who's blossomed into a bona fide star. So uh, you've been around a lot of guys that became unbelievable talents, but when that light starts to click for the young guy, I mean, what's that like for you watching him from your quarterback coach position? It's been it's been great to see Tommy come along, and you know, I, I think the the common theme amongst the guys that I've you know really that really been successful. It's it, and Tommy has the you know the the desire, the the competitive nature. Um, you know, for him, it's that really that dedication to continue to get get better while, you know, being a third or fourth string guy. And, and, you know, this fall, the number of ways he was used, special teams, receiver, um, quarterback here and there. I never saw him as a wildcat quarterback, but I, I guess from the outside looking in, if you, you know, you saw his runs versus his passes, you can maybe see it that way. But but he was developing and, you know, um, he, he wasn't satisfied with, you know, being uh, kind of that jack of all trades. You know, he wanted to be, um, he wanted to be a quarterback, and we, you know, I kept telling him that from from the start. Is a, you know, I think you can be a quarterback here now. We just gotta, we want to use you because you're one of our better athletes, and, and just to continue to work at it. And he did that, and you know, it was really helpful. We had that by, you know, the Thanksgiving week where, you know, I think we could kind of go back to square one for a couple days, and he could have an opportunity to to just get all the reps. Um, for the first time and you know really his time here and, and you know I thought those couple of days right before Thanksgiving were huge and then we we jump into 
you know, a week of prep against uh, Tennessee Martin in that game. And initially, was you know he was working pretty fast, but I you know I I thought once he was out there, probably midway through the first half, things started to slow down a little bit, and you know he's just continued to to blossom from there. And and the, the time and you know dedication that that he has had, the time he spent in the film room, the dedication just to continue to get better. Those are the things that are rare. Um, I think there's a lot of kids out there with talent, um, and he's very talented. But the kids that have that absolute desire and dedication and, and competitive nature, you know, that's what's going to allow him to continue to you know, flourish here. Well, it seems like that's really been apparent to his teammates, especially the older guys as well. And it was such a moment in time sitting in the post-game press conference with Troy Anderson sitting there after he had just played his last game as a Bobcat in Bobcat Stadium and Tommy Mallott sitting right next to him. Wild to think that those guys are from an hour apart from each other in two small towns in Montana. But it seemed as if that was also this moment in time where Troy was acknowledging Tommy. And, you know, Troy doesn't like to talk about himself, but you get him talking about Tommy Malott, and he'll go on forever. So, uh, but it seems like that's such a common theme amongst the seniors, just their respect for what this kid has done. But also, it seems like they've really bestowed some leadership in him, too. And they're following him, even though, you know, this is sort of their show all season long. You know, I think you look at Tommy's time here last fall so to fall of 20 and spring of 21 i mean his real it really was only way to really make an impression was primarily with his work in the weight room and in the south dome and um out on bobcat stadium you know running and working and and, and i think he you know that's when you initially make an impression upon your your peers and you know, i think his willingness to just do whatever this fall um that did not go unnoticed um Playing special teams and, and blocking and tackling when all you've been as a quarterback is not a, a, an easy ask. And, and I think all our, our leaders in particular saw what he was doing and you know marveled at it. And then you know when we made the decision to, to make him the quarterback, that I think that Tuesday and Wednesday practice again, he was able to show, hey, I'm much much more than that. And you know that was offense versus defense, and he did a great job. And it, it wasn't even I had a chance to watch you know that uh, that segment with with Tommy and Troy. And, and Tommy went first, and you know, I just some of the looks. I, I think of, of pride that uh, um, Troy kind of gave Tommy as he answered questions. It was it was awesome. It, it truly was, and and that's a real moment um, where you know it's kind of passing the torch. It's um, I know for Troy seeing uh, another Montana kid have the success. I, I know that's something that's really important to him. So yeah, that was that was really neat. Uh, I, I, they just happened to come up. I don't think it was by design. They came right. up stairs at the same time, and you know Troy waited on Tommy for the most part there, and I don't think he had any problem with that. That's that's a real that's that's a real neat thing. And, and Tommy, you know, initially here, it's a lot by how he's doing things, leading by example more. But I know he's getting more and more comfortable, certainly in the huddle of of just leading, and you know he'll just continue to grow um, as, as time goes on. Montana head football coach Brent Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And coach, just two more things for you. One, there are some advantages to this three-week break before the national championship. By the way, if you are listening in, we're coming to you on December 21st. Uh, you're probably listening to this the week of the national championship game, but we're just catching up while it's all still fresh before we all take a little time for Christmas. But on that note, coach, it's going to be an opportunity for you guys to get healed up. Guys, you can probably see their families, You know, maybe go over to some of their teammates' houses whatever it might be, but also it's a long time to wait, especially when you talk about the exterior noise and all the hype that's going to be around this game. So how do you go about managing that? How do you make it an advantage and, and not let 
sort of distractions get in the way? Well, you use the time um, for all the things about it. I think initially here it's introducing North Dakota State. And, you know, I think our guys generally know a lot about North Dakota State. A lot of them have played against them either a time or two. Um, our last two opponents, South Dakota State and Sam Houston, you know, um, common uh, is the common opponent, uh, whether it's the fall or, or back in the spring. So we've seen them on film a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, so get familiar and then take a little bit of a, a break, allow our guys to get home and enjoy Christmas uh, and be around families. I think that their family, that's that's critical just to, you know, as you reset your, your mind a little bit I, over that Thanksgiving break, I think it was helpful that our guys even got away for 48 hours. So it'll be a little bit longer. This go around, we'll bring them back to Bozeman and, and have a, about a week before we go down to Frisco and just go through our process. And, you know, the, the good thing about this time, I guess, is it's just football. You know, uh, we've been dealing with finals and in last couple of weeks of classes, the last three weeks. So to be just about football now, I think our guys will absolutely pour themselves into this opportunity. You know, I do think come September or September, uh, January 8th, um, you know, we'll be as healthy as we've been since September. You know, we'll be down just a couple guys. There's just a couple guys, I think, that had truly season-ending injuries. And I know the guys have been hurt and injured recently. I, I know are doing everything they can to get back. You know, and, and I think the biggest thing we do is, is make it about the game. Make it about 11.03 Central Time on January 8th and putting our best uh, foot forward for that. Um, you know, it's, it's an experience unlike any other game that we've had. But it's not quite to the level of a bowl experience where they um, they do all kinds of things. I think bowl experiences are great in their own right, but you end up there are plenty of things that can distract you. I think this, you know, the way this is set up, we can be primarily about our focus and our preparation, and um, that's what we intend to do. Well, last thing for you then the uh, the scene at the end of the game on the field in Bozeman on Saturday, was unforgettable. Uh, but I thought that one thing that was so striking is there's several people that work in the, in the Montana State Athletic Department that have been here for decades and decades and decades. I know Dan Davies is retiring, but he's been a part of national championships all the way back to 1976. Just truly amazing, uh, everything he's seen as a Bobcat. Bill Lamberty from Sports Information, I mean, been there 30-plus years. And just to see those guys and how proud they were of you and your team, uh, it was an amazing moment. And uh, I think that those guys, they have so much history uh, in this and, and so so much attachment to it. Uh, so, I mean, I know that it's about the entire organization, but you must have felt pretty special for, for guys like that and, and Bobcats all around the state that have been watching, you know, all the way back since when Sonny Holland was walking the sideline. Yeah, no question. I, I knew coming here that this um, there was a lot of tradition here. There's a, a lot of special teams over the years and a lot of special people, honestly, that have, uh, that, that have poured their hearts into this program. And getting us to this point is not just about the football staff and the football players. It's about our president, our athletic director, the entire athletic staff, suit the facilities and what they did last week, um, our community, how they contributed to cleaning out the stadium. I mean, it's truly a, um, all for one one-for-all effort, you know, not just here in Bozeman, but across our state. And, and you know, we got so many um, people truly invested, um, whether it's the Bobcat Scholarship Fund or Quarterback Club. Um, it's just an amazing, um, amazing outfit, I guess. And, and, and you spoke to, to Dan and, and Bill, and, and you know, um, I'm really happy for those guys that they can be part of this. Um, you know, uh, Dan being part of, of – 
two championships. We might need to have him you know, <laughs> give us a stroke of luck somehow, whatever that is. He's going to be down on the sidelines covering it. So, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of former players that have an opportunity to come down to Frisco. We're so excited for that, whether the guys that were on those championship teams or not. We, we hope that, you know, uh, the place is crawling with former Bobcat players uh, because this is their team. Uh, former players are you know, as, as much a part of this as, as our current. And, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's this is a football program um, in every which way. And it's one that, um, you know, we want a lot of people to be proud of. And I think that's where we're at right now. And, you know, just anxious for um, to see what the sights are. I was Bozeman on, on Saturday was awesome. And I trust that Frisco on uh, January 8th is going to be something else, too. Brev Egan, Montessa head football coach. His team plays North Dakota State FCS National Championship game on Saturday. Coach, happy holidays. I'm sure we'll catch up with you between now and then, but uh, thanks so much for taking the time today, and best of luck with everything. Yeah, thanks, Colton. Thanks for having me on. Go Cats. So you go, Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being with us here today. I'm Colter Nuanas. Coming up next are across the sideline where we profile coaches from the oppositions for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Montana State, the last football game to be played for the 2021 season by a team from the Treasure State, and they'll take on North Dakota State at 11 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Montana Time in Frisco, Texas. Tomorrow, that Saturday, we'll hear from North Dakota State head coach Matt Entz next here on Nuanez Now. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Are you hungry? I'm always hungry. So then it should be no surprise that each and every day on my daily radio show, Nuana's Now, we're giving away great things for you to eat. Whether it's sandwiches from Tagliari Deli, wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Seattle-style teriyaki from Dobie's, or the Iron Grizz Boil from the Iron Grizz American Bistro, tune into Nuana's Now from 4 to 6 p.m. every single day on 1029 ESPN Missoula for your chance to fill your belly. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boosts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I appreciate them for being the proud sponsor of the Nuanas Now Studio. It's time now for our Across the Sideline where we profile coaches for the opponents of both Montana and Montana State, the Bobcats got one game left, and it is the ultimate test against Goliath, the dynasty of the FCS, North Dakota State, gunning for their ninth national title in the last 10 years. Montana State into the title game for the first time since 1984, and Montana has a team in the national championship game since the first time since the Grizzlies made it back in 2009. Across the sideline is presented by Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, the world of real estate's always evolving, and that's more true now than ever. If you're a longtime Missoulian looking to upgrade or downsize, it might be the best time yet to buy or sell. Mike Nugent and his team at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, they have all the answers to any of your real estate questions. So to find out what Mike can do for you, give him a call today at 531-1802. That's 406-531-1802. And Mike reminds you that every question is good to ask. North Dakota State head coach Matt Entz joins us to talk about the Bison Dynasty and the matchup with the Bobcats. Well, happy now to continue 
yet another segment that extends from football season and very cool to still be in the full throws of football season the fcs national championship on the horizon montana state takes on north dakota state in fresco texas so it's time now for our across the sidelines where we profile and interview coaches that are taking on either the bobcats or the grizzlies and the bobcats one of two teams left standing to take on north dakota state and we're joined now by matt Entz, the head coach of ndsu coach thanks so much for joining us and uh, this is becoming old hat for you guys, or I guess it's been old hat for a while, and now it's just an extension of the tradition. But h- how does it feel right now as you prepare any less than a week away from another FCS national title game for the Bison? Well, everyone here is uh, unbelievably excited for the opportunity. It's uh, it's one of those things that uh, you never want to take for granted. And I know you you, you mentioned you know, you know the NDSU's been to the national championship game a number of times, but one of the things we sell every year, every team's different. And uh, this, this team, it was one of their goals that uh, they'd have this opportunity. And uh, they've earned this uh, up to this point. And now we're playing a, a really good Montana State football team. And uh, our kids are excited. Uh, we still have a little bit of preparation yet. And uh, we're going to be on our way here shortly. I want to talk to you about just you taking over this program because uh, last time I was at the FCS National Championship game, it was when North Dakota State took on Eastern Washington. I know I know that was uh, the last season before you took over uh, as the head coach, but uh, how has your perspective changed? And uh, what have you thought of just, just the role that you fill now? I mean, how is it different than, than your previous five seasons at NDSU as the defensive coordinator? Well, of course, you know, being a defensive coordinator for the previous five years, my my world evolved around essentially half the team and a little bit of special teams. Uh, my, my job was to make sure that we were prepared from a defensive standpoint, uh, day in and day out for practices and for games. And, and you know, you really, you know, I, at that time I put horse blinders on to a certain extent just to make sure that I focused in on what I could control. And that was, you know, hopefully our defensive execution, our defensive energy. Uh, becoming the head football coach, you're all of a sudden challenged with uh, getting to know what's going on offensively, making sure you're creating those relationships that are necessary on your team with the offensive players, offensive staff. There's a lot of other things, little things that uh, um, take some of your time. You're you're not necessarily diving into the X's and O's maybe as much as you would like um, in the head coaching position. That's why you got to have people that you can trust. And we have a tremendous staff here, guys who really understand the game and are great teachers. One of the most fascinating parts about this year to me is just hearing all the different stories and, and different uh, challenges that, that programs have been through, uh, given this the state of affairs in the world at large for the last couple years. Uh, but the, the teams that decided to play in the spring season, and, and NDSU was one of them, you guys now are going on uh, an unprecedented number of games for a single calendar year in college football. I know I talked to Casey Keeler about this at Sam Houston State, and and John Stigelmeyer at South Dakota State as well. And, you know, two dozen games is just an amazing amount in a single calendar year. And you guys will play for the 25th time in 2021 on Saturday. So uh, what's it been like for you guys? I mean, how have you guys been able to navigate the challenges of just having so much football to be played? Well, Coulter, what we, what we did and, and, and kind of a, maybe one of the bigger decisions I made as a head football coach, it goes back to January of 2021. I, you know, going into that spring, nobody knew what spring football was going to look like and nobody knew with the pandemic what was going to be the success rate uh, of a season. And so we made a decision, a conscious decision, the administration, myself, and even, even the leadership within our football team, that we were going to try to work really smart in the spring and we were going to back off some things from a length of practice, from a volume standpoint, so we would be able to make sure that when we did get to the fall, because the fall at the time was the only thing I could guarantee. I didn't know what spring looked like. We'd never done it before. But I knew that 
come August, we'd have a spring season again. And I felt comfortable and I felt confident that we would have that spring season. And so, you know, we, we sacrificed a little bit of practice time for the health and safety of our kids. So that way, when we did get back to the fall, we wouldn't feel like we were, we had too much football accumulated on our, on us physically and mentally at that time. And, and I think it's worked out well. Of course, uh, the spring provided a number of issues and a number of challenges. But I don't know at this time if I'd go back and change anything now that I've I've been able to get into the fall. Matt Edge joining us across the sideline, presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, your local real estate experts all the way around the state of Montana. And Coach, uh, it's interesting to me to get to know Brent Vegan, Montana State's first-year head coach, and some of the uh, history he has at NDSU, both as a player and a longtime assistant, and then the offensive coordinator on three national championship teams. But I know that staff, Craig Bowles' staff, that included Brent Vegan, sort of precluded you guys. And when then when Chris Kleiman took over and you became the defensive coordinator there, so do you have much crossover or, or much uh, personal familiarity with Coach Vegan? Uh, we, we've met a number of times. Uh, you know, my, my familiarity with Chris, or excuse me, with uh, Brent is I, I've never I've never worked with him or on the same staff. I have competed against him, have coached against him. I have met him a number of times, and you know, if, if the two of us have seen each other at uh, maybe clinics or conventions, we've had opportunities to visit or to catch up. Have a ton of respect. Uh, I know you know him. Uh, a, a lot of people, Craig Bull, uh, were really instrumental in the uh, in the getting this program going. Uh, I've been fortunate to take over and, and step into these shoes and, uh, and, and help maintain the success that uh, NDSU is, is grown used to. Well, on that note, I mean, how do you do that? Because you know, high expectations are something that everybody strives for uh, in college football and in life in general, and business and in radio and, and all that stuff. But uh, maintaining those and, and not letting complacency slip in and and uh, you know all of the different factors that can go into the, the erosion of something great how do you maintain the standard because North Dakota State has done it honestly better than anybody in the history of college football you know I think culture there's a couple things that that we do in particular that that helps us I think the first one is you heard me mention it earlier we treat every season and as its own special opportunity we, we seldom you know during this, this fall of 21 season, did we seldom ever reference spring or 2019? The most important season is this one right now. And so we don't try to, to get things blurry or cross lines. We want everything to be emphasized for this season right now. Um, some other things that I think just that, that we do a good job of, and I know a lot of other programs do the same thing, but we have a lot of systems in place here or processes that are critical to our operation. It could be recruiting, player development, strength and conditioning, academic support, all those things. Every year we try to really go with you know, go through each of those things with a fine tooth comb and say, how can we incrementally improve this system? And uh, it's something that we've continually have done every year since I've been a D coordinator. Now being a head coach, I've probably tried to even up that a little bit. Um, I, I truly believe you're either getting better or you're getting worse. There's no such thing as staying the same because everyone is in pursuit of you or everyone. There's there's so many good coaches and staffs out there that if you just sat around and rested on your laurels or on what you've done before you know it, people are going to pass you and then you're going to be the one that's trying to get back to the top. And it, it, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of time. I got a great staff that I can trust. I know they're going to be extremely transparent in their thought process. They're going to come at me with with great ideas. And and solutions. Uh, those are the things you're always looking for. Everyone has the answer. Uh, I want solutions because those are those are a- solutions and action. 
ESPN Radio, Nuanas Now, 102.9 FM, as well as statewide, SWX Montana Television. Matt Ench joining us. He's the head coach of the North Dakota State Bison. They are gunning for their ninth national title in the last 10 years against Montana State down in Frisco, Texas. And, Coach, it's fun for me because uh, there's a lot of 49ers fans around the state of Montana, and uh, two of my best friends actually are 49ers fans. And so we were watching uh, Trey Lance on Sunday, and, and Trey was uh, awesome enough to come on our show uh, multiple times when he was at NDSU, and, and then he's come on once since he's been with the 49ers as well, which has been fun to you know, kind of rehash and get his perspective. Uh, but when you have a guy that's a top three pick in the NFL draft and a guy that's a talent like he was, uh, such an exceptional performer as such a young player, replacing that guy is is a huge task but you guys have seemed to not miss a beat I know you've had a couple guys at quarterback but but uh, mainly Cam Miller lately has risen up and, and really been the guy for you guys so just take us through just the sort of the the saga of trying to replace an epic and uh and once in a lifetime talent like a Trey Lance well, you, you, you're, you're never going to be able to replace a young man like that. And we never want young men to go come into this program thinking that's what their job is. You know, I, I've been here long. I, we never wanted you know, Carson Wentz to think that he had to be Brock Jensen or Easton Strick to think he was Carson Wentz. We wanted each of these quarterbacks to be the, the best version of themselves. And that's what you're seeing right now from a young man. You know, Cam Miller. Cam came in, had a had, had a fall to kind of operate under Trey, see how things were done. And then Trey's been, we've been fortunate enough to have Trey back a couple different times during the summer where he sat down with Cam and I believe was instrumental in some of the, giving him some advice in regards to preparation. But what we've challenged Cam with is just being the very best version of himself. Uh, we wouldn't have recruited him if we didn't think he was capable or had the ability to lead our football team to victories on, on Saturday. He's had to digest and learn a lot of football in a year's time. And um, to be able to be mature like he has and to take the good and the bad and learn from them both in such an even keel and in, in such a positive manner, um, that's what makes Cam so special right now. He's learning every day. You see his growth. You see his teammates' growth in their trust and in their confidence in him. And uh, It's an exciting time right now. Across the sideline, presented in part by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth Management, Matt Enstone, and us, North Dakota State head coach. Let's talk about this matchup on Saturday. Montana State, a team that's really darn good defensively, and they've been playing really, really good defensively down the stretch, especially during this playoff run. And they got a young quarterback who's only got three starts under his belt, but he's caught lightning in a bottle like almost nobody I've ever seen in my 16 years doing this. So before we get into a couple of the details, Coach, just Bradley, what do you think of overall the matchup and, and the run Montana State's on to get to this point? Well, they, they played really well, and you, you saw that early in the season, just the success that they've had and, and, and how they've continued to grow over the course of the year. They've made some changes at some, at some positions, had some injuries, and they haven't dropped to, or a step back at all. Uh, they continue to play better and better football, and they've really, like you said, they, they've here through the playoffs, um, they, they've taken it to another level. They've gone on the road down in uh, you know Huntsville or uh, down in Texas and, and uh, beat a, a very good uh, Sam Houston team. Uh, they played uh, a very good South Dakota State team, a UT Martin team that upset Missouri State at home. And they should be confident right now. They do a great job of running the football. They do an excellent job of protecting their quarterback. And then defensively, uh, they're able to stop the run and, and get people into some third, third and long situations. And I think Coach uh, Banks does an unbelievable job of coaching his kids up, disguising their scheme on third down, really to try to change those pictures for quarterbacks. And on the other side of the ball, uh, the way that they've been operating with Tommy Mallott at the helmet quarterback, I, I mean, do you, when you look at, at the film, do you just study what, what's happened in the playoffs since it is uh, quite a bit different than what they were doing offensively during the regular season, or do you look at the whole package? 
we've looked at everything a little bit because uh, you know you, you start focusing on the quarterback too much. They they got a uh, a tremendous tailback. And you forget about me. You don't forget that he had 1,400 yards during the course of the year. Missed a couple games here and there. Um, it's kind of a two-headed monster back there in the backfield. And so you're, you're going to see some gun run game. You're going to see a little bit of traditional run game that you have to be, you know, ready to run fit some things. But also you're going to see some gap scheme quarterback run game that's going to try to get him on the perimeter and utilize his athleticism. And, we have to be really good at our run fits, but we also have to be really good minimizing explosive plays, keeping the ball in front of us and tackling. Montana State has some familiarity with North Dakota State and, and vice versa as well just because of the playoff matchups in 2018 and 2019. But that was a long time ago now just because of all we've navigated the last couple of years. But is, is there any crossover? Is there any familiarity that adds just to the dynamic of this matchup? Oh, I, you know, we've played each other, what is it, twice now in, in four or five years. I don't know if that's enough to, to lean on. Um, you know, I think there's probably some familiarity with some of the personnel maybe who's, who's still, uh, I know there's a, a number of players on their roster on their two deep right now that um, I think we're, we're a younger version of themselves when they, we last played them in 2019. I know we've probably had a little bit more turnover since then with some, some key positions, but I do know this. I know you know our football team has great respect for what they've done in their league and in the how they who they who they beat in the playoffs, how they beat them, uh, the success they've had, and um, our kids are, are are super excited to play a, a good Montana State team. Kickoff from Toyota Stadium, Frisco, Texas, just a little bit after eleven o'clock Central Time. So for those of you listening to Montana, that'll be. Just a little after 10, Mountain Standard Time. And, Coach, we'll just get you out of here on this. I mean, if North Dakota State is to, yet again, be celebrating in Frisco, what's it going to take for the Bison on Saturday? Well, we're going to have to find ways to run the football. We, we, we have to be assistant on some early downs. I mentioned earlier just the, the, the quality of job that Montana State does on third and long. we got to stay out of those situations. You know, all of a sudden your, your playbook becomes really limited. Uh, we need to do a great job of, of – and we're not going to stop the run. We have to be able to control it. We can't allow explosive plays from a defensive standpoint. And we need to win the, we need to win the turnover battle. Uh, I know that's a, that's a coaching cliche, but it is critical. You look at you know, the last couple games they've played very close close games and all of a sudden your opponent throws a couple interceptions and then now the games now they're two touchdowns ahead and uh, we, we we have to do a good job of protecting the ball and, and hopefully we can we can make some explosive plays or, or win the battle of special teams during the course of the game coach i know it's a busy week we appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule look forward to seeing you in frisco on saturday but in the meantime best of luck with the rest of the week and travel safe yeah appreciate it thank you for having me on and uh, we'll see you next Matt Entz, the head coach of the North Dakota State Bison. They're gunning for their ninth title in 10 years against the Montana State Bobcats Saturday in Frisco, Texas, Toyota Stadium. The game kicks off here in Montana a little after 10 o'clock. Full coverage, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. If you see an empty radio studio, it's because I'm on my way to this game in Texas. But We wanted to give you a full preview pregame show, so here we are. Up next, what do some of the Bobcat players think of this? We have some of the best sound bites from MSU's leaders and top stars. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. 
Nuanez Now on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's producer Tommy from Nuanez Now. Did you know you don't even need a radio to listen to Nuanez Now? You can watch Nuanez Now all around the state of Montana on SWX Television, Channel 199 on Charter or 23.3 on Terrestrial Television. Plus, you can stream every minute of Nuanez Now live on YouTube. Tune into the stream on 1029ESPN.com or find ESPN Missoula on the TuneIn Radio app. Four to six weekdays on 1029ESPN Radio. Yo, what up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. You're watching on TV. I'm not there because I'm on the way to Texas to cover the FCS National Championship game featuring the Montana State Bobcats against the North Dakota State Bison. Our pregame coverage marches on. In this segment, I told you we're going to hear from a variety of Bobcat players. But we're up against it. we got to make sure that we get all these awesome interviews played. Second hour coming up, Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as Dan Davies, a guy who's lived a life of Bobcat football, from playing for the 76 National Championship team to coaching for the 84 National Championship team in MSU to working in athletic administration for almost 40 years. Dan Davies will also join us in hour number two. Really looking forward to those guys. But in this segment, you hear a couple sound bites from Troy Anderson, Senior All-American linebacker and Buck Buchanan finalist from Dillon, Montana, and Tommy Malott, the upstart freshman quarterback out of the Mining City, Butte, America. A couple things from Tommy and Troy here on Nuanas Now. First, it's absolutely fascinating watching these two young men do press conferences next to each other and then considering that two of the most elite football players in the FCS subdivision are from two towns of less than 25,000 people that are about an hour drive away from each other. It's what makes Montana football great. So first, Troy Anderson talking about representing for the pride of the state of Montana, followed by Tommy Mallott talking about a similar dynamic. It's just a a sense of like work ethic for people in Montana. And then it's a, I mean, it's a small, it's a giant state, but it's kind of one big small town. Everybody knows each other. um, So they really want to see each other do well. Um, I mean, whether I mean, regardless of where you're from, um, if you see Montana kids playing for the, the Bobcats, you want them to do well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think we take pride in that. You don't want to, I mean, let down your town or your, your friends or anything. And then it's just a, a brotherhood on the team that you're, um, you're playing for. And those guys, I mean, you're, they're your best friends. You're going to be your best friends for the rest of your life. And um, yeah, you don't want to let them down either. And Montana State quarterback Tommy Mallott on representing for the Treasure State. This program is built on uh, Montana natives. You know, I think there's a lot of passion uh, within the state of Montana for this team. And, uh, you know, I think we've obviously, a lot of guys have bought into what it means to be Bobcat built, you know, be from Montana. You know, all these guys have been here for a a few years now. So, you know, if they're from Portland or if they're from, you know, California, you know, they're all Montanians now. So, I mean, everyone's just kind of writing for the brand and, and, uh, you know, it, it just means a lot. You know, we had a drastic change and a lot of guys, you know, jumped on board throughout the entire state and have believed in me and have given me endless support. Um, I've been, you know, very thankful for all of that. Uh, it's been quite an experience. And, you know, I think Montana, like we've already talked about, it's, you know, just feels like one big city. You know, everybody roots for their own. And and uh, I've been very blessed uh, for that opportunity. And then obviously, you know, the guys within this building, uh, we've been together. Well, I've had the opportunity to be with them for, you know, two years. And, and guy like, guys like Troy, you know, uh, they've been here for quite a lot, quite a bit longer. And, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, the, the, everyone just believes in each other. It's a great, uh, you know, it's just a great team, great brotherhood. Um, you know, it's just a very high culture. And, uh, 
you know, it, 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 it's really about, you know, the guys that are in this building right here, um, you know, believing in each other, and, and that's all we need to really have. So been very grateful for it all. Torrey Anderson has not only played running back, a little bit of a defensive end position, outside linebacker, Sam linebacker, quarterback, and now inside linebacker. He's also done almost every position I just named at an All-American level. He was the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference in 2017 by playing mostly running back and outside linebacker. He was a unanimous first-team All-League pick as a quarterback in 2018, rushing for more than 1,400 yards and breaking in a nearly 60-year-old record from Don Haas, the iron tumbleweed for single-season touchdowns at Montana State. And then 2019, he was a first-team All-American as an outside linebacker, and now he's a finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award as an inside linebacker. Here's what Troy had to say about summing up what this experience has been like for him. I think we're all really grateful to be, I mean, to be playing football in January still is always the goal, um, to have a chance at, at winning the national championship and winning that last game of the year um, is what you dream of since you're a little kid. Um, yeah, and I've been extremely lucky just with um, everything that I've kind of been able to do here at MSU. It's been, I mean, a little bit unorthodox, but it's been fun and it's been a challenge and I've met great people and been surrounded by awesome, awesome individuals that have helped me along the way. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy it's coming to an end, but it's been awesome. It's a little weird. I mean, having one more game and it being my, my last one for sure. Um, but it's the one you want. I mean, it's the one you want to be in, and it's one you want to kind of end your career on. And um, so it's, I mean, everything's on the table for this one. We're all going to, I mean, practicing hard, doing everything we can, studying extra film, um, have the extra time to prepare. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same mentality, but it is, it is different. But I'm glad that it's, it's this game and we have the opportunity to do something that we haven't done for a while. And your class is such a uh, unique senior class, being that you've been here for so long and, and gone through so much. What's kept you guys together? I mean, what's been the thing that's, that's propelled you to this point? Because it seems like internally you guys have believed you'd be in this spot all along. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, the goal when you come in is to, to leave it better than you found it. Um, and when we came in, we were kind of upcoming. Um, and we've just continued to improve. And... I think that was that's always been the goal, and the goal was to get to this game and to win it. Um, but yeah, I mean, through COVID and through everything, I think it's just the friendships that we've built. Um, we've talked about the, I mean, the brotherhood that we have. Um, just like, I mean, everything you do outside of the season and outside of football builds so much into, and it carries over into football. Um, just that trust and belief and friendship that you have with the guys um, that you build throughout the summers and the winter lifting uh, and everything like that and in between. So I think that's, I mean, I guess that's what I'm going to take away most from, from this team and the group that I came in with. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 